Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Motivation Suite, your dedicated source for all things motivation, inspiration, and mentorship. I'm your host, April Rogers, and I am excited and simply thrilled that you are tuning in today. As you may recall in our last episode, we covered the third element of Motivation Suite's Big Three, Mentorship in which information shared included a working definition of mentorship and the impacts of mentorship relationships for both employee progression and individual personal growth outside of the workplace. Additionally, I encourage you to take a clear and closer look at the concept of mentorship in which I challenged you to look for ways of providing mentorship for others along with you looking for opportunities for yourself to be mentored as well. Now, for today's episode, I want to cover a topic area that I have found extremely fascinating in terms of acquiring new and diverse ways of working with one another. It is my hope that by covering this topic area, I will be sharing information that would be helpful to the community and encourage us all to continue to look for ways to better understand others in pursuit of addressing common goals and objectives you may be addressing in whether your professional and or your personal lives. Therefore, for today's episode, I will be covering generational motivation in which I'll be sharing overall information regarding in-depth descriptions of the seven living generations and the six of which are presently in the workforce. Additionally, I felt that not only could this topic be helpful in our professional lives, but the parallels to our personal lives can also benefit from the information provided in today's episode. Now, the benefit of providing this information extends to understanding the motivators for each generation. You know, what makes each generation tick, so to speak. So with that, I'm really excited about this area and I hope you are too. So without further ado, let's get started. Now, how we're going to tackle this major topic is that I'm going to go ahead and provide some in-depth information about the different generations. I'm going to be looking at the living seven generations that we have and go into finding out the names of those generations as well, the birth years of those generations, the formative experiences that individuals who are... Included into this generation and generational characteristics, some facts and some trivia. I'm also going to pair that with the actual considered motivators for each generation. You see, taking a step back from this particular arena, what pretty much screams out to me is the concept of diversity. Now, as we all know, diversity is a simple word with a huge meaning and has profound elements assigned to it 
because it is a way of ensuring that all of us are included in conversation and in consideration when it comes to elements in our daily lives as well as elements in our workplace environments. Ensuring that each person has the opportunity to be heard irregardless of race or generation, ethnicity, and our backgrounds or experiences. You know, diversity is one of those building block elements that help support growth and progression and moving forward for all individuals in different aspects of their lives. And being diverse and as well as looking at it as being open to new and fresh concepts and ways of thinking about things allows us to really soar in the arena of achieving goals and assessing strategic ways of following through with different aspects and elements that we want to move forward with. So it is important to ensure that we are with an open mind when we look at working towards achievement of whatever objectives that we may have. And that's why I found it so important that diversity is linked not only within the workplace and working with others, because there's so many of us from different walks of life, but that it's also beneficial even with our own family structures and our friendship structures as well. Because, you know, I'm sure like many others, myself, I have friends from a range of different ages and I find it to be fascinating to get the perspective of what they feel about certain elements that either I may have not thought of myself or that I do agree with. And I just find that to be helpful in making decisions or just, you know, kind of sitting around and just getting a different perspective about things and, and looking at things from a different viewpoint, a different vantage point in some cases, that really screams the enforcement of growth. And if you haven't already noticed, I really enjoy the concept of growth and, and more understanding and more enlightenment and handling different tasks and situations and goals and achieving our dreams. I just feel that having that open concept allows us with so much leeway and opportunity. And it allows us to really relate to one another in such a way that our differences become less of a division and more of an attrition, if you will, more of an added bonus. And although the majority of us, I think, walk in the life of understanding that concept, it's still really nice to just sometimes take a reflective moment, you know, because you always can find something new or some other way to maybe address or handle something that you might be dealing with and understanding the building blocks of that concept of diversity being that we are open to others irregardless of their experiences and walks of life and look away to understanding it can be extremely beneficial and helpful and so it is my hope that with this topic area that that will help to support that effort if you will so just you know sit back for this easy listening <laughs> as i like to uh share and you know hey Maybe you'll hear some things today that will be, of course, things you may already be familiar with or know. And it may also, for some, get an aha moment, if you will. So either way, I hope you enjoy this topic area, and I'm just going to further go right into it. So we're going to start with the descriptor for what is called the snowflake generation, or and are also Generation Z. Now, the information that I'm getting for the descriptor is from Education Info. And I thought that they had a really nice 
layout of the descriptions of each one of the generations and made it very detailed and you know just very working knowledge and to where it's easy to understand and relate to so again just diving right on in so the snowflakes generation the alternative generational names are also include generation z z gen generation alpha which is the birth range of 2011 to 2025 and the new silent generation the birth year for the generation ranges from birth year of 2000 to 2019 that means you're zero to 19 year olds as of today or in this present time if you will their formative experiences are doting parents and social media these are what are the like-minded experiences that this generation has in common. Additionally, the generational characteristics and facts and trivia share that the snowflake generation is the latest generation label applied to some of today's young adults. A 2006 live journal post by Invisibob, beginning with the knowledge that each of us is a unique and special snowflake. I guess that makes sense. It is also now listed in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Additionally, people who exhibit entitled behavior are said to suffer from special snowflake syndrome. Now, the interesting fact about Generation Zers or the snowflake generation, Generation Zers look to be broken up into two parts. Now, as you may also know that as individuals' birth years are present, a lot of times that some of your tendencies within the generation will pretty much, you know, carry over into other generations. So you might find some elements of yourself that will seem very present in the generation that's identified for you by your age group and your, your birth date and such, uh, your values and, and, and all that uh, entity that's included in that. You may also find that with that, you'll have certain aspects of another generation, which will be one that's either that is right behind or that is going into. So you'll see a lot of that melding as far as your personality elements. So with that, Generation Z, the second portion, cover the birth year of 1996 to 2019, and that will be your zero to 23 year olds today. The alternative names that they have for Generation Z also include the Generation Z, Z Generation, I Generation, Centennials, The Founders, Homelanders, Screeners, Red Gen, Plurals, and Posts. And their formative experience is said to be global warming, economic uncertainty, terrorism, social media, green energy, Arab Spring, the iPhone from 2007, Motorola cell phones, 1999, and DVDs. So again, the combined experiences for this generation is what those items that I've just listed. Additionally, it shares that the characteristics and facts of trivia include that I generation is the most diverse generation ever. So diverse, they only notice absence of diversity. IGENs love technology, but often have a limited grasp of how to take advantage of these new technologies. The founders are the biggest influencers of how older generations use technology. Interestingly, 
technology now trickles up the generations instead of down. The first cell phones became affordable and went on to include cameras and web browsers. Generation Z are considered tech savvy, brand aware, and most open to new ways to shop, bank, and communicate. Generation Z's know life isn't going to be easy or fair. Social media affects the self-esteem of Generation Z's more than any other generation. Generation Z's believe in the American dream and democracy, but are depressed by the economy and political leaders. So it's quite interesting. It's a lot there to unpack in regards to those characteristics. So if you are Generation z you might find yourself saying, yeah, some of those things do apply. I, I, I do see that. I do experience that or feel that way. So yeah, pretty interesting information there on the Generation Z. And, and I really found it interesting how they split it up into two parts, to meaning that that is so important to actually say that there is a difference between those from 1996 to 2000, because that's really what the overlapping element is when it comes to the Generation Z. So I thought that was extremely important. And it is said to be that that, that is important to know, because there is some differences and there is uh, some some uh, fundamental elements that could be different and at different times. Now, it's said that the motivational element for Generation Zers basically shared that the generation is right on the heels of millennials and they're starting to enter the workplace. Even more interesting, they make up one quarter of America's population, making this generation larger than baby boomers or millennials. This generation is also motivated by social rewards, mentorship, and constant feedback. They also want to be meaningful and be given responsibility like their predecessors. They also demand flexible schedules. Other ways to motivate this generation is through experimental rewards and badges, such as those earned in gaming and opportunities for personal growth. They also expect structure, clear directions, and transparency. What's most intriguing about the Generation Zers is that 53% prefer face-to-face -face communication. Now, the motivation information that I have found interesting and really like their layout was uh, an article that was provided on Inc.com. There were several columnists that contributed to that article. So I thought that it was really nice laid out way of understanding what really motivates individuals that are in Generation Z's. And what I take from that really is that they really feed into the understanding of wanting to know everything about whatever it is that <laughs> may be available to them. So it, taking that into the workplace element, if you are a Generation Z or you want to maybe look at a project from knowing the start to the finish and all of the details in between. You want to know everything. You want it to be transparent. So you want to understand all the facets about that particular project. You, no surprises, if you will. You really do enjoy the concept of mentorship and constant feedback and social rewards, which tells me that there is an increased enjoyment and awareness of team elements and team build. Uh, not so much that that doesn't mean that they are not able to work independently. It's just that there is an enjoyment level that breeds the concept of togetherness, if you will. 
And seeing that 53% of them prefer face-to-face -face communication, I think it's pretty high, you know. Depending on generational elements, some individuals are not so much interested in always having someone that is present. Some enjoy the element of kind of working to themselves. So I find that to be quite interesting that in as we have going on into the next generation that we are looking at more of the concept of togetherness and that may be because in some other areas as time has gone on with other distractions if you will uh, the concept of closeness and face-to-face -face interaction is sometimes been a little lost so I almost see that as a cry for that. You know, one thing about all these wonderful concepts of video games and cell phones, now iPhones and any of those types of things, is that it allows you to be really into oneself and not always interacting with others. And the, you know, the bottom line is that we are humans and we're not robots. And that being said, we need, I feel, human interaction and I think positive human interaction. It's, it's nice to not feel that you're alone. It's nice to know that there's others there that you can talk to and come to. And that's why I feel mentorship is so important when you are working with individuals in the workplace and so important when you are interacting with individuals in your personal life. You know, just taking the time to show somebody something or to be helpful to someone lends such great benefits in uh, helping us become really whole person concept, whole concept person, whole person concept, <laughs> whole person concept individuals. I just feel that it's such a help for that. And it's just, I see this as a way of really wanting more of that. All right, so next up we have Generation Y's. Now the alternative names for Generation Y's include the Y Generation, Millennials, Generation Me, Me Generation, Generation We, or We Generation, Echo Boomers, the Peter Pan Generation, and the birth years identified here are from 1977 to 1995, so you're looking at anywhere from 24 to 42 years of age as of today. The formative experiences are those of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, school shootings, the Y2K, Iraq invasion, reality TV, home computers, and the Sony Walkman. And it's identifying home computers from basically those in the 1980s era and Sony Walkman from 1981. The generation characteristics and facts and trivia share that anyone who can remember 9-11 and was born after 1977 is a millennial too. Other birth years for this generation don't meet the 9-11 criteria, which is considered pivotal. Millennials are tech dependent. They generally don't understand how it works, but they know they need it. Rise of consoles and Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation take place during this generational time. The rise of the internet, email, websites, social media, and texting emerged during this generation. Generation Y suffers from depression more than any other generation. Millennials, based on whether they have children or not, are splitting into two groups, aged around 30 years old. Both subgroups find it hard to relate to the other group, but I find that to be quite interesting. 
Millennials are sometimes referred to as Generation Me, but new research, according to this article, believe that they may be the Generation We. And millennials most offended by the accusation of a sense of entitlement typically tend to be other millennials. <laughs> so I guess uh, the other generations don't much uh, weigh in on that aspect of it in such a way as far as being offended. <laughs> so it is said that the, for the motivational boost for millennials that born after 1980, they're considered tech savvy. Now, mind you, in the descriptor, it does include 1977. So as I was saying, sometimes these birth years can carry over into other generational elements. But according to Inc.com article, it does share that they are considered tech savvy, a tech savvy generation. They are currently the largest group in the country, the largest generation group in the country. They are beginning to come into their own in the workforce. Some may already be to their own. <laughs> and they're the fastest growing segment of today's workforce. For some millennials, they, they're content with selling their skills to the highest bidder. That means unlike boomers, they're not as loyal. In most cases, they have no problem jumping from one organization to another. That's not to say that you can't motivate this generation because you can by offering skills, training, mentoring, and feedback. Culture is also extremely important for millennials. They want to work in an environment where they can collaborate with others. Flexible schedules, time off, and embracing the latest technology to communicate are also important for Generation Y or millennials. Millennials also thrive when there's structure, stability, continued learning opportunities, and immediate feedback. If you do offer monetary rewards, they prefer stock options. The motivation, really not so far off from, I see other individuals who may not necessarily fall in that generational category would appreciate. So when I look at, you know, the concept of selling their skills to the highest bidder, sometimes I think that could be looked on as really understanding and valuing their work, right? There is, some individuals who tend to have a harder time selling themselves, a harder time of feeling uh, worthy in what they are able to provide and produce. Because sometimes we take the concept of being humble to a direction which really takes more away from us than adds to us. There is always a fine line from being conceited or uh, arrogant versus confident, um, but it, it is important to understand your worth. And so I look at that aspect as really just, they know know their worth. They're, they're zoned into understanding that what they may have is a good product or what they may have is a good way of doing things. And so therefore, whoever is going to be interested for it, I'm going to go with that direction. So when they say that, it means that they're not as loyal. I guess that is one way. I mean, you know, they're not looking for the perspective of that. Okay, I'm going to start with one area or with one company and I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. That's just not really, I feel in some cases even doable for many of us in the way the world is now. Uh, there's just so many opportunities and so many different diverse ways of obtaining professional development and growth and aspirations that you may have. So therefore, I feel that we are in a time where there are lots of options that individuals can seek as as well as if there isn't a true opening for something they may want to do, they may start creating their own opportunities. So with that, I think that that's in, uh, not necessarily, again, a negative thing. Just It just is, right? Just is. It says that millennials 
really do appreciate the offering of training and mentoring feedback. And see, now that's one of those elements. Well, there's actually a few elements there, but that's just a concept there that really does transcend from the generation of the millennials as well as we talked about that in Generation Z. They find it worthy or uh, beneficial, if you will, to have that type of information, right? They looked at that as important elements to their growth. And again, it leads into a, a sense of transparency, you know, knowing pretty much where you stand and want to know exactly once done, something is done, I want to know exactly how you felt about that in a more probably a readily feedback way rather than just kind of keeping it to yourselves and I just keep going along doing this thing and not really knowing how you may feel I'm doing, right? And that can play into the workplace as well as your personal life. Pick a situation and it can apply, in other words. So I find it interesting. Uh, maybe not something I really even thought that was truly considered a top player for them but hey nevertheless I think that's great and goes to show you the power of mentorship and feedback and communication right communication and transparency is really how those two wrap up they do like structure and stability and I can see a lot of people enjoying that although there are some individuals who are more uh, fly by the seat of their <laughs> trousers <laughs> apply the seat of the pants and they also uh, maybe just more free-flowing don't really need much of a plan just a few elements and then I'm taking off kind of thing so uh, you know I, I find that to be uh, interesting but I find the value in that as well and they do like continuing learning opportunities and uh, I think that's also important and they prefer stock options <laughs> for monetary rewards because you know you're looking at the future right you're looking at your life after you know, not so much what's going on right now, but how is what you're doing and how's that benefiting you in the future? So makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see what the next generation uh, we're going to cover is Generation X. Uh, the alternative names for Generation X is your X generation, baby busters, uh, again, Generation Xers and 13ers. Hmm, okay. And the 13ers are saying the age is from 1965 to 1979. Uh, that's your 13ers, <laughs> uh, part of the uh, Generation X. The birth year for the overall Generation X is 1965 to 1976. So you're typically going to be in the age range of 43 to 54 um, in today's time. The formative experiences for Generation Xers, fall of the Berlin Wall, live aid, home computers, uh, Thatcherism, the Challenger explosion, and the rise of divorce. Generational characteristics, facts and trivia include the children of parents that both worked and left their children unsupervised were called latchkey kids. And as adults, Generation Xers are entrepreneurial, active, and are enjoying a good work-life balance. Generation Xers are often used to describe subcultures and countercultures since the 1950s. Generation Xers, as teenagers and youngsters, watched MTV, wrote emails, and sent text messages. VCR video recorders became available during the age of the Generation Xers. 
It is also shared that the motivation for Generation Xers are that uh, Generation Xers has around 44 to 50 million Americans who were born between 1965 and 1980. Uh, they're smaller than the previous and succeeding generations, but they're often credited for bringing work-life balance. This is because they saw firsthand how their hardworking parents became so burned out. Members of the generation are in the, their 30s and 40s, as I was sharing, actually go a little further into their 50s, so, and spent a lot of time alone as children. This created an entrepreneurial spirit with them, and in fact, Generation Xers make up the highest percentage of startup founders, sitting at 55%. Now, that's probably something that could adjust and change as time goes along, but that is as of this uh, article. Even if they're not starting their own businesses, it is said that Generation Xers prefer to work independently with minimal supervision. They also value opportunities to grow and make choices, as well as having relationships with mentors. They also believe that promotion should be based on competence and not by rank age or seniority. Generation Xers can be motivated by flexible schedules, benefits like telecommuting, recognition from the boss and bonuses, stock and gift cards as monetary rewards. So very interesting. Yeah. And I can see how that would be the case for the Generation Xers. And what we find is very similar between the Generation Zers and our Millennials is what they enjoy or value, mentorship, right? Mentorship is another important aspect that is included in our Generational X uh, motivational element. They also look to be, appears more or less, not necessarily loners, but independent. Uh, they enjoy working alone on elements, which means they probably can be considered, you know, very focused on certain tasks and do not want to really hear a lot of outside elements. Doesn't mean that refuse to hear outside elements, just that you're very content with really taking that toe and moving it along yourself. So, that's interesting. Uh, it's a little bit of a turn and a flip from some of the more newer or younger generations that we have talked about. So yeah, I, that's quite interesting that that's what motivates. So, you know, giving basically a task in a, in a workplace environment, if you give them something, you let them do it and let them run with it, right? They don't really need a lot of uh, interaction or leadership per se, and therefore they want the ability to take care on that task and complete it in the way that they see best way to do it uh, with, you know, obviously with whatever the criteria is given for them. And they just prefer that. So I find that to be quite beneficial as well. And the thing is, between both categories, whether you are a team or love the team environment or you love more of the uh, independent element, you can find leaders in both areas, right? Uh, so you can benefit or your projects can benefit, your workplace can benefit, your home life can benefit from that combination of both areas because you're going to get different perspectives when you are talking to an individual who's more or less into the independent mode and more focused focus on doing things within line of how they see things, as well as it would be different to see how something is done when you have a collaborative effort of many different uh, voices, so to speak, in that process. Not one doesn't make it better than the other. 
because depending on what type of programs or projects that are going on, it may require less uh, involvement by multiple individuals. And then one may be a task for someone um, in which they need to have more help, that, that, that there is going to have to be multiple people in order to achieve the goal that is uh, set forth for whatever that project um, is. So, you know, again, benefits to both. But what I like again on that is that one of the common threads is mentorship. It doesn't seem like they talk much about really needing the need of feedback per se, but that's okay. <laughs> um, they provide their own feedback for themselves. And, uh, you know, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to listen to feedback. They'll listen to it and, and you know, move accordingly. <laughs> so uh, as far as the benefits, I think which is interesting in line with that uh, independent working element is they are motivated by flexible schedules and benefits like telecommuting uh, I think that that is pretty cool because those are elements that are very uh, indicative of individuals who do like to work on their own. Maybe not in all cases, but I can see that being a very attractive way of handling um, the professional side of their life. So uh, again, really interesting. Uh, of course, the bonuses and stock and gift cards and as monetary uh, rewards again I find is, is wonderful the difference I see with the Millennials is that it's very directed to just you know the future and the layout of what they're gonna get later on whereas I see more generation Xers finding appreciation in that as well as the flexibility if you will of, of other monetary rewards as well so kind of a little bit of the not just the future but also the here and now what's currently going on so yeah, pretty interesting uh, information on that. All right, next we have the baby boomers. And the baby boomers, great information here for that. So let's take a look at that. Baby boomers, they are many reference to alternative baby boomer generational names, including Generation Jones, which is saying that it covers uh, individuals born between 1954 and 1965. So again, it's called the Generation Jonesers as well. Uh, the Me Generation, which that's interesting. Uh, the Golden Boomers, Late Boomers, the Trailing Edge Boomers, Cuspers, and Alpha Boomers. So those are the different names that are identified for the Baby Boomer Generation, alternate names, if you will. Uh, again, the birth years they're looking at covers from 1946 to 1964. That runs the gamut. So we're looking at individuals from in the area of 55 to 73 years of age as of current. Their formative experiences within that generation cover the Cold War, the JFK assassination, civil rights, sexual liberation, post-war boom, the Apollo moon landings, Woodstock, family lifestyle, wrote letters, used landlines, <laughs> if you remember those, <laughs> uh, American Dream. The American Dream. There we go. Uh, see, the generation characteristics and facts and trivia share that baby boomers were born after the demographic boom or shockwave of high birth rates after World War II. And baby boomers share many values with both older and younger generations, but often reject traditional values. 
baby boomers were the first generation to see and talk about the world in generational terms. This led to attempts to define subcultures, including hippies, yuppies, and many others. The silent generation, especially musicians, were strong cultural influencers. For example, the Beatles, Bob Dylan, and the Rolling Stones. Baby boomers were more active, physically fitter, and wealthier than earlier generations. Baby boomers are said to be able to offer a better world for their children. This affected how they parented their children. Uh, additionally, the post-war generation Jones subgeneration wanted to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, so that's where that uh, phrase comes from. Recession and unemployment during the 1980s frustrated their desire for material possessions. Quite interesting information there. And now the baby boomers motivation is said to be that this group is also referred to as the me generation and are well established in their careers. As such, they hold positions of power and authority, such as law firms, leaders and executives, and I'm sure many, many others. <laughs> uh, boomers are often ambitious, loyal, work centric and cynical. They prefer monetary rewards, but also enjoy non-monetary rewards like flexible retirement planning and peer recognition. They also don't require constant feedback and have all is well unless you say something mindset. <laughs> Since boomers are such a goal-oriented generation, they can be motivated by promotions, professional development, and having their expertise valued and acknowledged. Prestigious job titles and recognition like office size and parking spaces are also important to boomers. They can also be motivated through high levels of responsibility, perks, praise, and challenge. It is expected that around 70 million boomers will be retired by 2020. They're also paying attention to 401ks, matching funds, sabbaticals, and catch-up retirement funding. Well, you know, that's quite a lot to unpack there, right? I would say, of course, baby boomers are looking at their life experience and have a lot to offer, know where they're going, been there, done that. They're just looking forward to continuing at the level of which they work so hard to achieve and moving on to that next time where they can vacation it out. So, you know, hey, you got to love it. <laughs> I think that uh, there are great elements in the concept of mentorship because, again, they've been there, done that, right? They've had the experience. They've been around. They've seen things, seen things that you have never begun to see for those who are in the younger generation. So lots of expertise and knowledge and know-how provided in the group of the baby boomer generation and very much should be respected as all generations should be. We all have, no matter what generation you are from, uh, something to contribute, more than just something, many somethings to contribute to society, to the workplace environment, to the personal struggles that individuals um, do experience because, you know, we're all in this together. So really, I find that to be so inspiring, actually, just reading about the generation and, and just feels very uplifting to me and very opened and free and, and like almost like a new beginning, right? The boom, that concept that, that here we just, here we are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> okay. 
Next up, and I believe is probably our last one as far as those generations considered in the workplace, is our silent generation, also considered the traditionalist. Uh, some other alternative names are called maturist, veterans, the lucky few, builders. Uh, I guess builders is identified in Australia. Okay, interesting. Time frame, uh, or birth years rather, are from 1925 to 1945. Their age area means anywhere from 74 to 94 years in today's time. Their formative experiences are World War II, the Great Depression, rationing, fixed gender roles, jobs for life, and wrote letters. The generational characteristics, facts, and trivia associated are so-called because they generally conform to the social norms of the time and focused on their careers. The youngest members of the silent generation may have fought in World War II. Older members may have fought in the Korean War and or Vietnam War. Hardship during the Great Depression led to the Second World War, which resulted in fewer children called the lucky few. Well, that's something different that um, I wasn't really aware of as far as that uh, nomenclature. It is said in the arena of traditionalists that since this generation was born between the years of 1925 and 1945, you don't see many of them in the workplace. However, they still impressively make up around 3% of the workforce. This is the generation who firmly believes in an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. They're extremely loyal and enjoy being respected for that. Since they're conformists, they value most job titles and money. So when you look at a traditionalist and look at the experiences that uh, that generation has had to endure, it really does make sense as far as what elements actually motivate that generation and what they find important. So when you look at the concepts of the depression and the wartime and the rationing of things, it is why it seems so important that having a job for life, you know, finding that really great job and being dedicated and loyal to that job and even the management structure there for life is a comfort. Because when you come from a situation where you don't have much or you're used to having to really limit certain things or having limited options, when you get something, then of course, naturally, you want to hold on to that. And that makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting when you look at the buildup from generation to generation to generation that the contributions from each generation has helped the next generation to get a little further in that mindset. Because when we look at today's age and age and generation versus our traditionalists, so therefore your generation uh, Zers, uh, your snowflake elements, uh, how different they are. Looking at that aspect is even though, yes, there are struggles in society and there's a lot of things that have changed and there's a lot of things that maybe have been available at different times in our history that are not so much available now. But one thing that is, is there's so much opportunity and so much of a concept that if there isn't something there, then you build it, right? There is, you're not really held back by any type of concept that you can't do it. It's the sky's the limit. The world's your oyster. Do whatever, you know. Uh, work hard, train hard, pay attention, and you can achieve. 
at any level or with anything, you know, or work around those uh, barriers that you may have uh, for better existence in uh, your professional and also your personal um, lives. So it's just really fascinating to see how one supports the other, if you will, whether willingly or not, <laughs> because as time goes on, we always want to look at things to see how we can make things better, right? To see how we can learn from the lessons of the past and make those change our current states and then into our future. You always want to see better for your children, better for your family members, better for your friends, whatever the case may be, um, whatever your makeup is, you always want to see better for the next. And I think that's really important. And I think that there's so much that can be learned from any individual and every individual and any generation you know we may not always agree about how to proceed in a certain direction with certain elements but that's okay right because there's so much to treasure within our differences and the diversity of our knowledge base and our experiences and i just find it fascinating i'm i'm somewhat of a um history buff myself and i really do enjoy having the knowledge of things that have taken place because I think it's really important to know where you came from to know where you're going and to have an understanding and to not repeating things that uh, didn't work <laughs> to, to say the least so I think it's just real important to be open to the those types of differences and understand that you know there's so much to all of us of what we can offer each other and how beneficial it is so when we take that element into the workplace and we take a look at the concept of diversity again diversity is not just diversity on its face right it's about the whole person concept it's about what background experience is and what you have to bring to the table and if nothing else this particular element and generational motivation shows you how much there is to offer from each and what types of ways you can look at a handling or addressing those differences and how you can put that together and, and really come up with something big, something that allows you to achieve those goals and objectives that are common to us. And so when we take that element, bring it into the workplace, one thing that a leader has to do, and of course it's very challenging, right? Anything worth having, a lot of times is. <laughs> um, and that cohesiveness is so important. And understanding that everybody has some way to contribute is really and a really great way of being able to tap into that talent that's out there and really looking at how that better benefits whatever that common goal is. And so whether it's looking at those individuals who are the steadfast, kind of want to stay down that normed road, which we are traditionalist to the generation Zers who are like, hey, look, this is great, wonderful, I can move on. <laughs> there is always no ground in between the two. And I just think that really delving into that is just really awe-inspiring, quite frankly. I just find it's so much that comes from that. And just being so open to the different ways of looking at things is just, again, so beneficial to helping us all go through this thing called life. 
you know, so I really do hope that um, in today's episode and information shared that, you know, you take a look at some of the ways that you might be addressing goals and aspirations or tackling issues or concerns that come up in your workplace life or issues that you may be dealing with at home and and understanding even though yes we get it you know we understand everybody's different and but it's nice to really get a nice layout sometimes of what motivates you so when I'm looking to try to reach you and, and establish a rapport with you and having a, a greater level of understanding with you, knowing what makes you tick, so to speak, right, is very helpful and very beneficial. And you knowing how I feel and what motivates me, I think is beneficial to you too. And when you have an understanding and you're open to that, you're more adapt to being able to come together for a workable solution when you are trying to solve uh, any type of conflict or working together in any type of way as far as a project or a program or initiative or any of those types of things. So I really do hope that there was some value that was um, helpful (laughs) to you and, you know, to the community. And I, yeah, I just... I just find this to be so fascinating and so interesting. And I just hope that, uh, you know, sharing that, you know, it is for you too. So with that, I do encourage you to, you know, just be mindful and observant of these types of elements. And and really, when you're communicating with uh, those around you, taking the time to really get to understand them and know them better. And maybe by this information today, that can help to that. I really do hope so. Um, and maybe it's helped you learn a little bit about yourself or maybe why you may feel or handle things a certain way. And understanding there's a lot of us that are within our generation, that's just the way we go, right? That's just that's just the way it is and uh, so I really do hope that you look at that as a benefit and helping in the realm of relationships and communication and you know I would really love to hear your comments about this I mean let me know if there was something that you found interesting about the different generations whether it be one that you're part of or not I would really love to hear that and I think the community would as well and I would be more than happy to share some of the comments that come through in regards to the information you know uh, with the community because you never know whatever you obtain or what you share rather can be so helpful to many so you know please feel free to you know to to give a comment and and if you enjoy the content give me a like and i would really appreciate that so i know this is information that you may have found helpful and or at least interesting (laughs) you know for your day to day and as always i would love for you to continue on this journey of exploration with me and become part of the motivation suite community by giving this podcast a follow so you never miss a weekly episode and please feel free again to share this podcast with others as I would love for them to be a part of the community as well. You know, the more the merrier. And along with this listening platform, Motivation Suite can also be found on Apple iTunes. And of course, a big thank you for those listeners who have already become a part of the Motivation Suite community. As you know, your support is truly appreciated. And I so thank you. So again, I thank you all for listening in on today's episode. And I hope that you continue to have a wonderfully productive rest of your week. And I look forward to you tuning in next week for our next installment of this journey. Take care.